I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world, and I'm your host, Adam Campbell. It's great to have you for the second time recording this. I'm being joined, once again, by the lovely, the amazing, one-of-a-kind, Erin. How are you, my dear? I'm okay. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I really do appreciate you coming back and re-recording the exact same fucking podcast episode. Oh, mm-hmm. if, if only it would be the exact same one, because last time... The one we recorded that is lost to time was fucking golden. Yeah. This is this is me after twelve hours at work and stone cold sober. So I hope you <laughs> folks are ready. Uh, you better love it, motherfuckers. All right. So uh, in first of all, the show notes here, nine cents letters. We're going to be addressing uh, confidence slash um, expectation or something. Uh, it's a nonsense letters. Excuse me, I'm still sick, yes, for a fucking month in a row now. Um, and I'm getting actually worse now. Uh, Infernal Informant, how to print dollars in your own backyard and keep them away from Walmart. And the connection, contradiction, contradictory marijuana laws. And in Down to the Crossroads, we're going to be listening to some fine tracks as per usual. In episode 15, if you survive, uh, and uh, may or may not have something to do with one of those Infernal Informants. Maybe. Stories. Maybe. <laughs> all right. So, again, I'm going to briefly go over, because I've already gone over all of this two days ago. Uh, I'm going to do it quickly, and I'm going to try to still have it be entertaining if possible. Um, I got these voicemails from one of the listeners. And first of all, if you're listening, you can actually give me a call, and it goes straight to an answering machine. No one's going to pick up. And um, you can leave me whatever message you want. If you want to leave me an intro, because I just lost every single intro <laughs> I've ever had in my show, uh, leave me an intro that I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. That little bumper, send that to me. You can actually send it right from the website. There's a, a phone number there if you're on your um, mobile device. You can just click it. It should be a link, and it'll call it, and you can leave your message and hang up. Anyway, I got this voicemail from one of the listeners, this gentleman who... And normally the voicemails I get are really obscure, really weird, uh, off-the-wall type stuff. And so I was really, really excited to get this regular traditional voicemail. It was really, really fun. Um, Until I thought I hung up on it. And then I was talking to my wife about the voicemails and I heard, hello? Hello? And there's this moment of panic as my wife and I stare at each other's eyes like, what the fuck was that? And I look down on my phone and I'm like hitting the home button to try to pull up whatever the hell was open and nothing was open. I don't know how it was like Linda Blair existed within my iPhone and phone she is was possessed by the devil. It was who else is who, who's better phone than mine. Uh, it was wow. a wonderful. Well, <laughs> well, maybe there's a couple. Um, anyway, if you, if that was you that I called back listening now, I apologize. I did not mean to drunk dial you. I just happened to not know how to use my phone. So wow. that's, that's all that is to it. <clears throat> also, greater... Ap- ab- ab- blah, blah. You're doing fucking. good. You're doing good. <laughs> just keep going. Like Hold it happens. together. The Greater Magic <laughs> episode is coming up. People, yeah. if you want to be a part of this, uh, send me your questions. Any Greater Magic question you may have, but this episode is going to be centered around uh, fringe topics. So the pseudoscience, the uh, super normal, the uh, figures melting in the shadows at your periphery, <laughs> periphery. This is the type of stuff that most Satanists hate to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan, so it's going to be fun having this discussion. I've got an amazing guest who I will announce very, very soon. Who is it? Who is it's, it? You can tell me. Shatoy, what you me? Shatoy, 
What? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's very interesting. It was actually better the first time we did that. <laughs> Everything is was better the first time we did this. Let's just resign ourselves to the fact that this and is not going to be. Here's a little irony: is that last time, um, in this next little bullet point, I was talking about how all my projects are going to be delayed because I'm so busy. <laughs> I just lost every project. Oh my god! So everything is going to be delayed. So I had a, a wonderful listener who picked up and was supporting my comic Cross, the first episode of it, and they wanted to know when the other ones were going to be out. And first of all, thank you for supporting that. I, I really appreciate it. It's a project that's kind of fun, kind of goofy, a little bit of uh, uh, sexual whatever, but I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm glad that at least one other person did. <laughs> I so, did. <laughs> Just two people. So there's going to be more coming but there's gonna be a very long time like normally i'm just busy <laughs> with this traditional stuff but now i have to recreate everything that i lost in not just nine cents world but everything else that i'm working on which for some that. projects were very destructive and it's going to take me a very long time to recoup what i've been doing um black house blues by the way is probably Ooh. lost forever Oh, God. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm very fucking upset Ugh. about this. But, like, every track I had mixing uh, information, mm. everything's gone. Like, it's it's all just in the ether now and not in my ether brain. I need it in my ether brain. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Have you taken it to a professional? No, I've already fixed. Well, I've already erased it. I oh. tried it. Well, I, I did this in the military um, and worked with computers, and then I sort of just tinkered with it for years on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm pretty damn positive that there was nothing I could do to recover that information. I, I literally tried every trick I'd ever known to have worked, and none worked. So Have you tried restarting it? Oh, fuck. I didn't do that yet. <laughs> do you think that would help? I, that's always what I do. That's what the IT guys tell me. Yeah. Did you try restarting it? <laughs> no, fuckwad. I didn't think of that. Um, and also, now that we're rebooting Nine Cents, <laughs> literally, uh, we're going to be trying to make some uh, improvements to it. And obviously, I'm going to be now flushing out all of those intros. The long ones are dumped, so now they're just going to be the short intros from here on out. Um, I don't know if this actual episode you listen to now will have any intros or not. It depends on the amount of time I have to work on it. I want to get it out tomorrow morning. I just don't know if I can with intros. So I'm going to try to get it out. Um, I'm going to try to create these intros and keep them quick, uh, quicker anyway, for your benefit. But I've also reached out to a number of really um, uh, worthwhile individuals that have very unique voices and talents behind those voices. And I want to bring them into the nine cents fold, as it were, even if it's just one segment a year, mm -hmm. whatever interval that they're comfortable with. So, you know, the the pattern that you've been seeing with nine cents growing, uh, moving away from my satanic perspective to uh, satanic perspectives is mm. going to continue. Uh, and we're going to be fleshing out with more segments and more voices. And it's going to hopefully turn into a very uh, meaningful, powerful platform. You know, Adam, I can do at least like an hour once a week on how much I love ponies. Would you be interested in that? Just well, me talking about how much I love ponies. They're so That's yeah, it's a good it's a good idea. Maybe yeah. maybe we could refine it a little bit. So okay. maybe less ponies and more horses. Um, or or uh, I, that's a good idea too. I don't. I'm not trying to shut you down. Miniature horses. I I mean maybe we could just move. Off of the equine track and maybe vibrator. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay. You want to do an hour on vibrators every week? If, I mean, if I it was it. ever possible, <laughs> I dream. <laughs> no, that'd be the fun. impossible dream. No, yeah, you, you say that as if vibrator discussions are worse than uh -huh. fucking pony discussions. They're virtually the same thing for me. I mean, when it comes right down to it, it's all the same. <laughs> Same stimulus being That's stimulated. Oh, man. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Your All wife right. clearly isn't a horse person. <laughs> she very much is. Uh -huh. All right. All right. I, right. Let's, I promised I wouldn't babble on about nonsense because we're <laughs> yeah, the we're time. Trying so, to, trying to on. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, we're moving pretty quickly. Oh, good. Just I'll slow down, then. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's spend an hour and a half on nonsense letters. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
right. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and read this? Yeah, I will. All right. Hey, Adam. After going to class for my first week of the semester, I had a thought that recurs on and off when I am in and out of relative situations. Is it wrong of me to show off my intelligence in and out of the classroom when asked questions? I was given a handout by my professor for review of basic geometry, and being that I'm in trigonometry and independently teaching myself differential calculus, it was child's play to me. I got everything done as he was talking. When asked to work a problem on the board, I got the notion I was being annoying by the professor because of me including my proof in my answer. Going as far as, quote, according to the Greek mathematician Euclid, <laughs> these are equal because blah, 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 unquote. And when I was, shouldn't have said blah, blah, blah. Probably not. Just pisses uh, the teacher off. They hate it. It's pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was finished, he made it a point to point out that I should tone down my arrogance. I admit I take pride in my studies, but should I really be ashamed of my academic determination? I had the same reaction by a customer I was taking care of at my job. He had asked me how something works, and because of my inexperience to deal with total strangers, I could only explain something in the way I myself understand them, using technical information like, quote, well, sir, when vacuum is applied to the engines, the sensor has a piezo crystal inside that deforms to a certain degree depending on the amount of vacuum, or load, if you will. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's rude. <clears throat> Going on. The magnitude of deformation sends a voltage signal to the engine's computer to show the amount of load. <laughs> Every time I say load, you fall asloop, whereas I perk up when I hear load. Load? Yes. the magic word. Um, amount of load on the engine, and as a result, a corresponding signal is sent to your electronic fuel injection you and control. Chuck Berry. To, to open the injectors at a certain time and for a certain time duration, unquote. Maybe I'm arrogant, like I'm trying to compensate for something, but should I really be ashamed of my intelligence so much that I have to hide it? Thanks for any advice given, and don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. I'm not afraid. Um, hail Satan. Okay. <laughs> I feel like First that should have ended as, I said good day, sir. I said good day. Holding a monocle. <laughs> My um my first impression is that per, he's talking about being ashamed of his intelligence or hiding it. Um, maybe he's like a math whiz, but his his English kind of sucks. <laughs> oh jeez! If I were an editor, hurt the feelings. He way. said, "Don't be right. afraid." I want to know. There's so much I want to know about this guy. First of all, I, I want to know how old he is. He enjoys long walks on the beach. Does he's he like eleven? Oh, oh boy. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> Working in a vacuum store? Mm-hmm. A vacuum store. Is that what you got from this, Adam? That he sells vacuums at a vacuum store? Honestly, I imagine like Sears. <laughs> he sell, it's a fucking car parts store, you ding dong. Fuel really? injection, engine, computer, voltage. <laughs> this is a car we're talking about. <laughs> Pretty sure. I'm dummy. (laughs) I'm dummy number one. All right, you keep talking. I'm going to get naked. It's hot in here. Oh, dear. So, as I was saying, uh, I have so many questions. Well, okay, so my point is, you don't have to um, be a show-off with your intelligence. Sort of less is more, you know? Yeah, it's like makeup for women. Sure, exactly like that. Intelligence for men is like makeup for women. Did you hear that, ladies? Less all, is more. Send all your voicemails to Adam and <laughs> how insulted you are. Just, just what? That. You want every girl to look like Sadie the Painted Lady? Sadie the Painted Lady? Is that a thing? I don't know. I saw it on Freaky Friday. It must be real. Oh, it must be. Everything about that movie is real. We are fucking digressing here. Um, so, you were saying? I don't know. What was I saying? You're saying something about less is more. <laughs> yeah, you know, tone it down. You don't have to. So he says, uh, am I, like, I'm trying to compensate for something. I'm curious what that something might be. Small um, Oh, is that what you think? It might be true. It might be performance issues. Sexual performance or just performance? Or lack of sexual performance. Lack of sexual anything. You think he's a virgin? Um, well, he might have been touched once for the very first time. <laughs> So he's like a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. We I haven't talked to him like that. <laughs> <laughs> Has someone been on your dick? 
I think, yeah, I think he needs to calm down with the intelligence thing. Maybe you're yeah. not as smart as you think you are. Have you considered that? <laughs> I've actually run into that before. I had a soldier in the army. I'm going to try to keep this so it's not a super long story like most of my stories are. Mm, good luck. Um, yeah, too late. <laughs> uh, I had a soldier in the army who was like this. He he was convinced that he was a, a, an amazing genius. And one thing that I, excuse me, um, just personal experience with intelligence and my lack of it. Um, <laughs> whenever you run into someone that claims to be intelligent, they're far from what they think they are. Yeah. And so there is a genuine arrogance that comes with it because you're, you're bloviating your uh, true self-worth. <laughs> you, you should probably be taking a step back, examining yourself, taking a hard and honest look at your uh, good and bad qualities, mm -hmm. and then adjusting and, and working on them as necessary, uh, you know, according to uh, how you want to be perceived. Yeah. But there's also the other side of this, where it's, it's the social aspect of it, not just mm, the evaluating yeah. the, the self. Whenever you're dealing with other people, you have to, one, understand them, know them, know their motivations, what makes them tick. Especially if you're in a sales position, this is essential. And then this is truly just Lesser Magic 101. Yeah. You need to know your audience. Mm -hmm. And what I have found, certainly with the military and with every single job I've ever held, is to um, adjust my performance or my um, presentation based on expectations. And then yeah. do a step further. Go just a step further. So rather than going up to an, the chalkboard or the marker board or whatever they have nowadays, the digital finger pointing board. Um, <laughs> That's it. You got it. <laughs> what, if it. what if you had something on your finger, you have a little schmutz, and you just smear it all over the digital finger painting board and everyone laughs at you. It's embarrassing. Especially no. it's something gross, like a booger. And it probably would be. <laughs> so instead of going up to the board and going on these long rants, if you have a moment of clarity and you realize, wow, I'm talking way too much like I do on the show all the time, right. then maybe you could take a step back like I don't and, and explain <laughs> to, in your head quickly, mind you, I mm -hmm. need to wrap this up. One thing I got a lot uh, in the military was um, I always got a lot of stares because I always tried to explain why I, oh, yeah. I did something or anything. And really yeah. all they were looking for, for was a yes or no. And in this case, all they were looking for was an answer. Right. Maybe to see your work throughout that answer, but they just wanted you to solve the problem. Um, give them what they expect. And if you feel comfortable going a little bit more, which it seems like you certainly do, then by all means, go a little bit more. But don't go into the history of mathematics. Right. Do not go into the theories of mathematics. Because one, the teacher already fucking knows. Maybe a tenth of the class knows. But no one, none of them, 100% of them do not want to hear it. Right. So you need to keep that in mind. Is that one, you're obviously delaying the progress of the class by you grandstanding and pissing off everyone else in the process. And that's just poor, lesser magic. Yeah. You're never going to always be liked. And maybe in this case, you didn't want to be liked, but I don't think that that's the situation. So you should dial it down. Uh, when it comes to interpersonal relationships uh, in a professional scale, always dial back your information. They only want, in this case, a car. Now that I know <laughs> they only want, <laughs> well, it's 13,776 and you get, AM, FM, stereo. <laughs> you know, okay, and Grandpa. They'll be happy with that. They don't need a fucking 8-track. Yeah. I, I teched it up for you. I like that. Yeah, you need to learn to pick up on, on the cues, you know, social cues that people are giving you. Like, they're bored. They don't care. Or, like, Adam, they're audibly snoring in your face. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no one likes a show-off. No one likes a braggart. That's high on my list of people I do not fucking have time for. It's people who love to show off how, no matter what, show off how intelligent they are, how big their dick is, whatever it is, whatever well, it may wait be. wait a second. Have you seen my mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, we've oh, all seen it. Are you talking about me? <laughs> I I'm always talking about Since you. Since you're talking, yeah. you must be talking about me. I'm sorry. I must be, yeah. <laughs> Was that about arrogance again? <laughs> yeah, no Nobody likes a braggart. And I mean, if you're interested in people liking you, which everyone should be, I mean, you can't go through your life going, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. That's a horse shit. You'll never get anywhere in life. And that's not how we do things. You know, you it have, you know, people thing. either have to like you or respect you or, or fuck them, you know, one, one or the other, but you can't go through your whole life 
not giving a fuck what anyone thinks about you. So if you do care and you should, what people think about you, then you can't be this asshole. Don't be this fucking guy. <laughs> we all know this kind of guy and nobody likes them. They are, they die alone in a hovel Holy surrounded by harsh. food and rotting animal carcasses. So Damn. don't be that guy. Damn. Um, yes, please don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe we can take a nice, like, pull, take a step back, not not beat him up so much. Uh, no, you should not be uh, ashamed of your perceived intelligence in your own mind. You may be a fucking genius, uh, but that's only important to others who appreciate that. So you have to be able to gauge your audience to see if they do appreciate that. And if not, then dial it back. Just Take a look at yourself in the mirror and realize that uh, not everyone thinks the way you do. I mean, this is solipsism here. Yeah. Not everyone's going to expect an answer like you may want to deliver it or may you want to hear it. So always keep that in mind. And personal development is something that you continually go through your entire life. So when we speak of this, it's not like we're standing on some high rock of perfection. Oh, I am. Um, I, well, obviously you are. I was uh, kind of just right, trying yeah. to okay. diffuse Dif my yeah. obvious... Distance uh, yourself from my <laughs> But, um, you know, we're all in continually uh, growing as, as human beings and really taking a step back. I mean, just having children, I look at my kids and I see behavior in them that I'm like, that's annoying. Why are they doing that? I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, I do that. <laughs> so there's always this, you know, moment that you're going to have this sort of piece of realization that you're going to have to learn and uh, adjust with in life. You can never just be constant. So take this advice uh, with a grain of salt, look at yourself and continue to grow, reach that pinnacle of um, self-actualization. It's attainable and you don't even have to be Buddhist. <laughs> Though it, I hear it helps. I don't know if yeah, it Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them fat <laughs> bastards. Alright, should we move on? Yes. Alright, Infernal Informant. Uh, do you want to do this first one again? No, oh, no. Or I did, did I do the first one? one. Yeah, you did okay. the first one. I'll do the first one. Good luck. How to print this. dollars, dollars in your own backyard dollars. and keep them away from Walmart. And this is, both of these are actually from PBS.org because I'm awesome. Berkshires <laughs> are the local paper currency of Berkshire County, Massachusetts. What? Get it? You, <laughs> I did. Sorry. I got it. What if you used a different currency to buy a sandwich? from your Main Street deli than you did to make a purchase at the Walmart 10 miles outside of town. Hmm? Is that what? Hmm? Was it, no, that's a question. That, that's not a rhetorical? What if you, no, no. It's talking to me, and I'm in turn talking to you. Oh. What if you used a different currency, Taryn? Uh, I don't well, have enough information you know to answer that, that one. <laughs> did you know that Berkshire's the local paper currency of Berkshire County in Massachusetts, lets you do just that? I did not know that. Tell the me more. The popularity of Berkshire's is embedded and flowed. But with about $130,000 worth of notes currently in circulation, the number of businesses accepting the currency has jumped to over 400 from the 100 that initially participated in 2006. That's right. Okay, so Berkshire's, <laughs> Berkshire's, Berkshire's? Berkshire's. It's a play on the Berkshires. So essentially, uh, this county has created its own money to help stimulate its own economy. Good for and them, I say. It seems to have worked pretty well. It, it started with the, the local deli where they tried to get a loan from the banks and they couldn't get a loan. And I believe this was in like 06 or something. And so he decided to print his own money. And, it, you know, it's not obviously a mimic of the U.S. currency. But he printed his own money and he sold it to his own customers for $8 when each bill was worth $10. Genius. Um, and essentially throughout that, he was able to finance his own move from one building to another. So that it's a pretty exciting way, um, a little bit genius. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, a toss-up because you really have to have the community behind you in order to pull something like this off. For sure. Obviously, this deli did. This must be like an amazing deli. I would love to go to this deli and get a pastrami on rye with a little bit of Russian dressing on it. Uh, oh, God. A nice fucking Czech beer right next to it. Mmm, delicious. Mm. They don't um, have those in Utah, I guess. Big kosher pickle. Delis? We don't have Jews out here. 
Oh, I see. You gotta be a judo in a deli in Adam's world. Is that not true? No, of course it's not true. Anyone can own Name a deli. one deli. All of them. Name one! Excuse me? Um, what's that one? What's that? Nathan's? Timmy's. Tommy's. I think okay, Tommy. You're just Tommy's throwing out names. Definitely Be- Becky. Becky's deli is definitely not. She's a total Becky. Russian Orthodox. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, something like this. Do you think uh, this would be able to take off somewhere in, in your neck of the woods? Let's say Baltimore. Oh, that depends. Yeah, I think we could do it. Baltimore really? has a sort of small town feel and sense. Some areas of Baltimore. But I guess you don't think it, it would fly in Utah? I actually, um, I think with the resurgence of the Tea Party, I politically, I think it could happen. In 2006, no fucking way. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah, I think, I think it could. Um, with everyone's fear and distrust, uh, unfounded and founded in the U.S. government, especially circulating through the Tea Party, I think they could have little communities sprout up using their own form of currency. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, these are essentially just... Uh, um, Disney dollars. Disney Mi- dollars. Mickey coupons, <laughs> You know, fake dollars. They're not trying to obviously compete with the yen or the dollar. <laughs> right. Um, it's just, you know, they're trying to, you know, make a deal. Um, and I don't know, is this any different than, than a punch card? Well, well, I mean, it's different in that they're selling them for $8, but they're worth $10. That's better than a... Like, uh, what are they called? Like loyalty cards? Yeah. You know, you're- I I I, w- I go to a, a a local haircutting place. Uh, I believe it's called, it's called the, the Bowl. No, this is this is fancier. It's called it's the a beauty Bowl salon. It's a beauty Bowl salon. Bowl cut is what it's called, and it <laughs> it is patronized by a few heifers, so it may be a beauty salon. <laughs> um, uh, so I go there, and they they were trying to do something similar to this, where they said, you know, you can buy this nine haircut card and it only costs you x amount because but understand that in the future we are raising our prices so you know you'll be earning this much money Uh, back saving this much money and so i was like well i'm not a retard i don't cut my hair that much so no i don't fucking need your stupid (laughs) bowl cut you know gift card but it's very similar to that um so keeping it in that idea it's very much different than the bitcoin movement that was happening a little while ago that just recently got shut down um it's a little bit different than trying to start your own national currency and having it you know take off because obviously you're not you're not contending directly with them so i i don't see anything but good in this and if it works in your community awesome and if if you are a business owner and it's something that you think your customers would be uh willing to give a try then you may be able to earn a little bit of cash on the side for it so you know awesome yeah. um i guess I guess the ultimate success or failure of this would still be dependent on the value of the dollar because you're still selling equivalency of real money. Um, yeah, on the like in the long term, right? Yeah. So ultimately, you know, you, you need to make sure. It, it kind of reminds me when I was when I was in Germany. I they were switching to the euro. Um, it was <laughs> all the Deutschmark, and I have a ton of Deutschmarks still in a baggie mm-hmm. here somewhere. Um, and they're switching to the euro, and so we were. If, where else am I going to hold it? <laughs> I mean, come on! You never know when you're going to have to shit out a mark. Um, you need a baggie of Deutsche marks up your butt. Go on, sorry. Yeah. Plus, I mean, just to be honest, it's sort of like those those car seats that are like the beads. You know, every time you yeah. sit down, it's kind of like this comfortable. I feel like I feel like uh, McDuck. Or whatever that freaking where is this going guy where he swims in his money? You know what I'm talking right. about, Scrooge McDuck. Sure, I feel like that okay. every time I sit down because I have the Deutsche Marks in my pants. Um, oh right, word word. It's like wearing anal beads all the time. I, I that is something I can relate to. <laughs> okay, now that we're all on the same page and hurting okay. on our asses, um, I totally not, forgot I'm where not. I was going with it. So awesome. All right. You were talking about the in, when you were living in Germany and they switched over to the euro. Yeah, it, it reminds me because you were constantly keeping your eye on on the value of the dollar mm-hmm. and the exchange for the Deutsche Mark. And so I, I would imagine if you were a, a shop savvy type person, you know, those people that clip coupons and, and always shop for deals. 
Yeah, I hate those people. Who has um, that fucking time in their it life? It drives me crazy. They spend so much time on it. Like, you you genuinely have to take attention away from your children or your spouse yeah. or, or your profession or, or your free time. Plucking your eyebrows. <laughs> Just no. focusing on stupid shit. Um, hey, yeah, so time you're is always, money, people. Yeah, speaking of, let's move this. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not what I was saying. I'm just saying oh, okay. your time is worth a lot of money. You're clipping coupons. That takes time. Time is money. All right. <laughs> time, is, time is money. Um, I, again, I, I'm lost. I can't remember the fuck I... Um, I think we were moving on to the next story. All right. Let's move on to the next story. You can't remember, cause, you can't remember where you were because you're too high, man. <laughs> Speaking of the next story. <laughs> That's what we call a segue. That's what we in the biz call a segue, Adam. Smooth. Huh? Let you gotta go on though. I'll just read this then, okay? <laughs> this one's also from PBS.org because PBS. Adam just doesn't know how to navigate away from um, a website. Hey, public broadcasting stations need news too. Yeah, okay. I love PBS. I watch oh, every I'm election not, on uh, PBS. Well, kudos. Like every, who do you watch? Do you ever watch election uh, coverage? Uh, uh, the internet, Twitter, Twitter. You watch <laughs> I just Twitter? read my, I just read the Twitter feed. Obama You're making that up, don't you? You don't even have Twitter. I don't even have a president. I don't have elections. <laughs> I'm a sovereign state. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. Okay. All right. Okay. This is called <laughs> the connection: contradictory marijuana laws. All right. Finally. The Connection, a regular feature. Okay, I can just skip this part, right? Tonight, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you going to read it? Should I read this? How am I doing? I got this. I'll just start at the beginning. Finally, The Connection, a regular feature <laughs> to help you make sense of all those scattered news items bombarding you every day. Tonight, sorting through contradictory marijuana laws. We started thinking about this recently when we heard New Jersey Governor Chris Christie say some chronically ill children should be also allowed. known as the Kool-Aid man. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big fat motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> All right. So uh, so he said chrono- uh, chronically, I almost said chronologically ill. Chronically ill children should be allowed to take an edible form of marijuana as long as a pediatrician and a psychologist psychiatrist approve the potential presidential contender come on let's be serious he's too fat to be president (laughs) said i believe that parents and not government regulators are best suited to decide how to care for their children new jersey is one of the 20 states that allowed medical marijuana out west some states have gone further last november colorado and washington state approved ballot measures allowing recreational use of the drug just 10 days ago, the Obama administration said as long as strict regulations are in place, it would not challenge marijuana laws in those states. <coughs> a decision that Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, come on, <laughs> said. He shouldn't even be able to comment. He should not. He should just go back to his room and smoke some bong. Rip, rip some bong hits or whatever the kids say. Said, quote, sends the wrong message to both law enforcement and violators of the law, unquote. It sounds like a good subject for a constitutional law class, but some people aren't taking the issue too seriously. Like me. A Washington Post reporter wrote that the issue was creating a, quote, buzz, unquote, and that the president. (laughs) And that the president isn't, quote, high. On the idea of the federal ban on the drug. Of course, thousands attending the recent hemp festival in Seattle didn't exactly spend the day analyzing. It's actually a really good substitute for cotton, man, without all the slavery attached. (laughs) Don't uh, listen. Adam's high. Everybody, just ignore Adam. He's. Of course, thousands attending the recent hemp festival in Seattle didn't exactly spend the day analyzing the nuances of the law. Even though they were breaking the very forgiving Washington state laws by smoking outside, they didn't have to hide from police. Instead of issuing tickets, the cops handed out bags of Doritos. The police say they weren't trying to get treat the munchies. Turns out they were actually educational bags of chips, detailing what the Washington state law does and does not allow. 
They're so, trying to prevent the, the infection of, can of I the just hemp in the brain. This, can I just and, finish? And the zombies, they were hey, trying man. to prevent eating other humans, man. Can you just let me finish the story? I'm so Sorry, man. almost done. Seattle authorities, it seems, working hard to <laughs> weed out. Ah! <laughs> Fact from fiction, Adam approves of your plans, <laughs> PBS. So this is PBS, by the way. Grown-ups. Yeah. This is grown-up shit for grown-up people, and they think that's funny. Okay, so recently in the news, um, <laughs> McCain was approached by one of, I believe it was one of his um, congressmen saying that if the the majority of our constituents want marijuana, marijuana laws banned, um, just, you know, reverted, <laughs> then would you be in favor of it? And McCain, I believe, came out and said that you know, if, if that's what the public wants, then I'm behind it 100%. If McCain, of all people, right. is going to be uh, generally okay with it, if you're a Republican, maybe you should take a second look at it, too. Yeah. McCain just wants to smoke weed because he thinks maybe he'll be able to raise his arms above his head. If he <laughs> he's like a, a rock'em, sock'em robot. He just, poor <laughs> bastard, right? Just can't bring those uh, arms, bring those big old mitts up over his yeah. head. Well, okay, so yeah. seriously, um, wow. let me let me say this, and and it's detailed all the way going back to the Satanic Bible. Mm. Illegal substances are not to be used; they are illegal. <laughs> if if you are a Satanist, if you're a re-Satanist, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. If you're a Satanist, then you will not be a part of illegal behavior. Mm-hmm. So here's something you need to understand. Yes, there are benefits to marijuana. Medical, genuine, documented medical benefits to it. Science. Um, for the entirety of the United States, federally, it is illegal. If in your region they have laws allowing you to smoke, um, hope that there's not a federal popo next to you and light up. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn. And point in fact, even though it's illegal, I don't care if you go out and do it, it's not affecting me, right. and you're the one that's going to be locked up in jail, then it will affect me, because then I'll have to pay for it, but with my taxes, which is really the main reason why I want to overturn marijuana mm-hmm. laws right now. And actually, personally, I would even go further in saying overturn every substance law, because those who use the more dangerous substances will end up dying from Yay. them, and then, <laughs> hey, I don't have to live with them anymore, and I'm a happy person. Uh... I, I'm, I'm not a fan of illegal drugs because I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really the bottom line. I think virtually everyone I've ever met has had indiscretions in high school. Um, but the reality is, is when you become an adult and you start taking on responsibility, and certainly the moment that you're identifying and, and claiming to be a responsible member of society um, or a Satanist, then you need to stop whatever illegal behavior you're uh, being a part of because... That is not satanic, um, following the laws of the country you live in. Now, what is satanic is if you do not like those laws, to take it upon yourself to be a part of the change, of changing those laws. Um, Either contacting your congressmen and senators, or starting a grassroots campaign, or just being a part of a grassroots campaign, if that's something you want. But understand that illegal, (laughs) illegal behavior is not, not... Okay, it is Unaccept- not accepted, it is not approved, and the Church of Satan will not have your back if mm-hmm. you are uh, involved in illegal behavior, They do, period. Yeah. And let's, let's look at this, okay, really quick. There are legal drugs, there's over-the-counter drugs, there's um, prescription drugs that you can illegally obtain, mm-hmm. there are uh, tobacco and um, alcohol, alcohol <laughs> which are incredibly life-ending drugs. Like yeah. dangerous drugs that will kill you, period, if you are not careful or in tobacco's case, eventually. Yeah. So you need to be responsible. Say, if I'm going to be a part of this drug behavior, I have to either, like everything satanic or, you know, just Satanism in general, in moderation. Do not let it control your life. You have to be able to look at your behavior and indulge responsibly, not irresponsibly, erratically, just throwing everything in your big fat mouth. Um, and so understand this. If, if my kids have cancer and they're 
dying for something to curb the pain. Mm. You know, that's, that's a personal call that I would have to make on whether or not I would have to look for some local mm -hmm. dealer. Because let's be honest, I love my children more than I'm afraid of being locked up in jail for sure. a, a few nights. When my dad was dying of cancer, we, uh, he lived, ended up living in a state that where medical marijuana was legal and we, we got my dad so high and he, he's a, he was a sober guy. He wasn't, he's an, he was an alcoholic, but he had been sober for almost 30 years when he died. But, um. Man, it, it was the only thing that I saw alleviate his pain at that time. And that's when I really became a... Well, I mean, I know it's anecdotal, whatever. But at that time, I was like, oh, maybe there really is something to this. And there generally is. I mean... Yeah, there, there I, I mean, science backs that up. It is, you know, it alleviates a lot of um, symptoms. and ameliorates a lot of symptoms as well. Yeah. And I know that certainly in... Uh, satanic circles of conversation this is a pretty hot fucking topic oh, because yeah. <laughs> there's pseudos that are trying to claim their satanists and bend the uh approved use of illegal substances because that's what it was originally intended bullshit which is not true i mean in the satanic bible the first church of satan and satanism codified documentation it says straight up yeah the illegal substance is not okay so you need to realize that it's it's a touchy subject because we're talking about illegal substances, mm -hmm. but the tides of our culture are changing. They're changing back to the way that they used to be, where obviously in the 60s it was more about this weird hippie connection and just getting high and having fun thing um, in <laughs> protesting the war and whatever. Nowadays, it's, it's taking a more a more responsible look at the use of the drug and saying there are genuine benefits and how about we legal legalize it on those grounds not on the on, on the high school pothead grounds yeah in that light i absolutely support it and i will never uh use it until it's legalized but i'll tell you what if it ever is legalized just like uh, i grow <laughs> garden supplies for my beer making because i'm a home brewer i would absolutely try to grow um a plant Mm -hmm. But it's not legal, and so I don't. It's, no. it's very that. It's very cut and dry. It's very simple, just like that. And everyone who gets so upset <laughs> about the discussion of marijuana and and you're not a Satanist if you even bring up the word. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have heard stuff like that before. I know, um, I know. Shut the fuck up. It's not that big of a fucking deal. <laughs> and if you can't talk, and here's one thing. Here's the. One of the amazing tenets about Satanism, it's question all things, yeah. even b socially accepted dogmas. Yeah. I mean, come this on. This is one of them. <laughs> I mean, you have to be able to look at the reality um, of it. And, I mean, equally on the other side, though, I cannot stand those um, fervent pot fighters, those, well, those sure. high times subscribers, those sure. <laughs> fucking hemp wearing uh, hacky sack playing yeah but those are smelling asshats those are extremes i know i know a lot of completely normal suburban working class you know parents teachers that smoke weed and they're not potheads i mean you don't have to be a pothead to smoke weed apparently i know a lot of really cool normal people who do it and yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm Liar. Oh, please. I will name names. <laughs> <laughs> Becky and Sue. <laughs> I used to live in a state where it's legal. I know a lot of people. And I know a lot of people here that, uh, but the, anyone who argues. What, in Baltimore? Oh, can you believe There's it? There's illegal substance abuse in Baltimore? When people aren't nodding out on heroin, they're smoking weed. <laughs> but That's no. the Baltimore I know. Oh, you've never been here. <laughs> I've never seen you here. Um. Yeah. But no, people who could who could possibly seriously argue marijuana against alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is legal. It is. There are no benefits to alcohol. There just aren't. There aren't any physical, mental, psychological benefits to alcohol. Yet it's legal, and it kills a lot of people all the time. Whereas marijuana has never killed anyone. I can't imagine a single instance where marijuana was responsible for the death or injury of someone. Um, unless they just like fell asleep on their bowl and burned their face. I mean, 
you don't you don't overdose on marijuana where you can drink too much and I mean you just die of yeah. alcohol you know um, yeah and you just can't the the two things are so bizarrely um, apples and oranges yet we have alcohol that's illegal legal and marijuana that's illegal it makes zero sense to me yeah and it, there's always this crazy assumption that whenever like for example us talking about this there's going to be those who are listening they're like oh well they're just fucking potheads and they're just trying <laughs> that's not the fucking reality of it and you have to take your head out of the goddamn sand you ostrich looking motherfucker and realize that this is more about the medical benefits to those we care about and love and less about us wanting to get doritos from the cops <laughs> so we can laugh our fucking uh, ridiculous pothead laugh in their faces. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just... You cannot use that fucking assumption anymore, and it's really aggravating. Yeah. I mean, no one's trying to say it's okay to abuse illegal substances, because no, it's not. It not is not. No one is, is saying that. Yeah. What we are saying is that we need to overturn outdated laws that were pushed in, a, in an effort to curb um, social movements that we're trying to change the way Washington worked. Um, yes. So, I mean, realistically, we just need to take a step back and read the fucking science. And listen to some Peter Tosh and just go, yeah, man, legalize it. That's so who? Peter Tosh? Oh, boy. I'm going to play some Peter Tosh for you after the show. He's, right. He was a member of the... Uh, no, forget it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he had a whole album called Legalize It. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously this article is talking about hypocrisy, the contradiction in laws, whereas state laws are, um, by and large, starting to turn the tide and legalize it. And the federal government isn't, though they are saying that they're not going to prosecute or, or pursue. The you know what they these. do, though, is that um, in these two states, Colorado and Washington, like anyone who sells pot, pot dealers, whatever they're called, they can't actually, like, go to the bank like they can't have checking accounts so it's a cash business anyone anyone that sells marijuana in washington or colorado because it's federally illegal they can't have a bank account so it's a cash business and it's kind of fucking cuckoo you know because you can't audit a cash only business and you can't and cash only businesses get robbed all the fucking time because they're a target because they have like thousands of dollars worth i mean probably more than that of cash just laying around so one a thousand and two. <gasps> that was the figure I heard. But I, I could do be wrong. declare. I do indeed. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's stupid. I mean, there's figure it out, fucking government. Like, one or the <laughs> other, you know, figure it out. And it does it provoke out. a really healthy conversation, though, over Ugh, what those. are state rights and what are yeah. federal no, rights and, sure. and where should the two mix. I mean, if, if it's a state's modus operandi to allow the growth of tomato plants, but the rest of the federal government is saying no. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as you don't cross state lines, it's not a federal issue. Right. So it provokes that sort of thinking and, and I think reawakens the notions that have long been dormant of what, what do we really want the federal government there for? And, and what is that <laughs> role? Because realistically, I, I think that they have, um, gone far beyond the Out. bounds that were originally originally um they've outstayed their welcome that's what they have <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i mean i am pro federal government in instances but i'm just saying in yes. this no not so much and, and you know even if you never even are interested in trying uh marijuana not about or medical yeah. or anything even if you have never tried it and you never will it's not. think of it this way the war on drugs is literally costing our country so much money trillions of dollars it is costing a ridiculous amount of money it, and there are life costs but meh whatever not mine i don't yeah that. i don't care about that <laughs> i'm not trying to run marijuana across the line <laughs> so i don't give a fuck um but there are real economic downsides to just operation right. as usual and, and so real economic upsides to legalizing it yeah i mean even if there's not a net gain right. there's going to be a stop of net loss yeah if that makes sense. Non-net loss. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> is that vacuums? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, we're vacuums. talking about vacuums. Again. Okay. At the vacuum store where they sell vacuum, <laughs> only vacuum cleaners. So people who need to vacuum 
vacuum collectors. That's so dumb. Yep. I'm dumb. <laughs> All right, people. I'm stupid. Hey, how about we go into a little bit of something that's very not stupid. It's very wonderful. It's very dumb. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. On the okay. The segment. The reason why you... Alright, there you will. Sure you won't stay out in this blackout? Sure is dark tonight. Thank you for the ride, sir. I think I'll be fine. See yourself! What are you doing out here? Oh! Down to the crossroads. <laughs> Wait, Miss. You can't be. You're the. You're the devil. devil. But you're. You're beautiful. beautiful. Just sign here. Oh my God. Hello, down to the crossroads. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Okay. So, um, you oh, want to know man. my theme, probably, because that's the first question you always ask me. Your what? My theme for this month. Nah. Nah. All right, you get it. I'm going to hit play. <laughs> Fuck it. We're right. diving right in, as Adam loves to say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is that not a cool thing to say? <laughs> no, what diving. Exactly. What is that? You're mocking me for shit I say. Oh, now I know, like, every time I say it, you're just like, Shut the fuck up, asshole. Hey, is that what I sound like? Do you? No. You're like, I sound like a transsexual. Anyway, can you hear this song playing. So this is Rosetta Howard. This song's called The Hero Viper, and it's fucking great. It's um. So the song starts out with the line, "Dreamed about a reefer five feet long." So the song is about smoking weed. That's my theme, everybody. It's it's weed smoking. Um, I had a different theme, but then uh, when you uh, gave me that article we were going to talk about, I decided to change my theme. So that's why PBS.org has power of influence. Certainly makes us listen to songs about reefer. So this song um, is called "If You're a Viper," but it was originally. Uh, recorded by this guy named Stuff Smith in 1936, and that one was called If Use a Viper, which is way better. Um, but this is Rosetta Howard, and she's backed up by the band called uh, The Group, I guess. They were called bands back in the 30s, were they? The um, Harlem Ham Fat. <laughs> and they they actually have another song called The Weed Smoker's Dream, so they were um, like the Cypress Hill of their time, I think. They were they, silly with it. Yeah, they love talking about weed. But Talk I, about a dated reference. Cypress Hill? What? Okay, it's... Uh, why? What are you... Why are you calling me out? This is... <laughs> some people were listening to when I was in high school, I think. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> How old are you, though? A hundred and five. Oh, goddamn. So anyway, can we talk about the song? Um, so what I love about the song is a lot of, like, a... First of all, she's got a fucking great voice. But, uh, it's full of, like, 1930s Harlem slang. And, you know, she talks about smoking tea, which is very, you know, I guess people still say it now. I don't know anyone who does. But, <laughs> So, Viper. So, Viper is a slang term for someone who smokes weed. And I know you don't know about this, and I only know about this from secondhand. But, um... The, the term viper comes from the sound that you make if you smoke uh, a joint. <laughs> if you can imagine, what? listen, here, I'll do it. So it sounds sort of like a viper hissing, so that's where that comes from. Which I think is really fucking clever. I love slang. I love slang I can imagine a rattlesnake sound. I can't imagine a viper sound. It sounds like the hissing of a snake. Isn't that like a cat sound? Are you fucking retarded? Just answer that. <laughs> That's my only question. No. Um, what was your question? Why do you make me be mean to you? I make you be mean to me. You say things and then I have to be mean. I have and I feel feelings bad. that are no, being hurt right now. 
Ugh. I don't know if you know this. I don't know. What? You're you... about to. You're about <laughs> to know. I'm about to learn you something. Oh, jeez. You see, when a man... <laughs> Yeah, go uh, on. on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were saying? <clears throat> so did you like that song or what? Was that good or what? I didn't even fucking hear it, man. Oh my You're god. And that's my it. fault, I suppose. <laughs> of course. No, I thought it was amazing. I I, I, I really that. dig I, I dig that just old timey fucking sound, man. Yeah. It's a great I you know what? Here here's the problem. You know when you know how you can convince yourself uh, you're high when you're not. No, I don't. Really, you've never know dealt, like that. the power of your mind, I've like contact heard. high, for example. <laughs> you've never been contact high. Just nope. everyone around you is high, and so you just act high because I, you. I am the worst person. I am not. I'm no good. I can't be hypnotized. I can't be. I can't get a contact high. I can't be convinced that I'm high. Do you enjoy I, movies? I do. I can suspend my disbelief, but I cannot convince myself that I'm feeling something that I'm not feeling. Well, that's all it is, is suspending disbelief. No, no, no. That's not all it is. Oh, I begged this ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can suspend disbelief when I'm watching a movie. I can be like, oh, um, puppies can't talk. But I can't right, go, well, I oh, can totally. I'm so high right now. And I'm not. I, I just can't. Totally do. I can look at, and this is maybe a result from my youthful indiscretions, but I, I can totally convince myself that there's like bugs crawling on me, and and I can feel them and scent. Like I I can freak myself out with you're a lunatic. That's what you're saying. <clears throat> Possibly, but <laughs> to the point, um, I can totally like I have friends that are nothing but potheads. <laughs> uh, I still hang out with them because you know they've been friends since high school, and I like them. And they I got the best. Can justify my friends to you, <laughs> and so <laughs> I hang out with them, and so they're obviously you know off their asses and. Just by me being around them, I can I can just well, get, kind of convince myself of being in that same place. Well, it's different. It's like just being you know sensitive to the environment. You know, when you're in a room with people who are just having fun and giggly, you're gonna get you know you're gonna get this contagious that like giggly laughter fun environment. Where mm. if someone's in it like a shit mood, then the whole fucking room is in a shit mood. If you're at all like empathetic. And that's different than convincing yourself that you're high, you know, when you're not. You know, I can be in a room with people who are just giggling and having fun and enjoying a movie. Like, I'm not that sh fucking shithead sourpuss who, like, you know, crosses her arms while watching, I don't know, name some stupid movie. Like, a Riddick movie or some, like, piece of shit movie. I'm not going to be that <laughs> asshole and, like, crossing my arms like, this is stupid. You guys fuck. You know, I'll get in the spirit. But that doesn't mean I all of a sudden fucking think Riddick, like, is a good movie. <laughs> I mean, come Where on. Where did this go? <laughs> I'm just... God damn. I'm making, all right, well... This is, um, all right, let's just go This on. is let's go really... On. Yeah. I think... Next clearly, song? Fine. <laughs> damn. This one's called Curtis... Oh, Curtis Jones called the Reefer Hound Blues. I mean, this is obviously... You know, last time we recorded this, you were much nicer. Just uh, saying. I was probably way drunker. <laughs> and not as tired, probably. I admit I'm tired, I'm cranky, I'm confrontational, I'm sober. <laughs> you like this, though. I know you like this. I'm actually not even hearing it. My, my shit's all broken. Try turning it up. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was me. That was just me. So Curtis Jones, this is you know, this is. I'll just I'll sing it to you. Then. I'm high on reefer. I'm nothing but a reefer. Oh, this is basically about smoking weed. Well, I guess just let me know it's over. So no, I'm just gonna sit here. And say, so over here, it's been like two hours. You just <laughs> so making fun of me for like two hours. So he talks about tea in this one too, and reefer. You know, these are all slang words. And what's tea slang? Marijuana. Yeah, grass. Okay, oh man, Campbell. Nobody calls it grass anymore. Whoa. My mom called it grass. Um, I'd like to look to the audience if I may. Meet me over here on the side. Are you hearing what I'm hearing? 
Is she being like wildly rude for no fucking reason? I'm, it's not I'm no getting reason. some hostility. It's weird. It's like I start, I start to think I like her, and then this happens. And all I can think is, why can't I just punch a girl in the face? You can. You can punch this girl. I dare you. Let's go back okay. to down the crossroads. I'm sorry. You were saying. I am doggone high. The sun is guy even look low to me. Huh? That's poetry right there. <laughs> I don't think anything. This is a really great song though, truly. You can't even hear it. I can. Now you can hear it? Magically now you can hear it? Yeah, it's playing now. I don't know why. Oh, I'm not gonna explain it. It has something to do with crystals in a vacuum and I just go with it. <laughs> Finally clean the shit out of your fucking ears. Anyway, so it's a great song, don't you think? You're fucking trying my patience here. <laughs> I heard what you're saying about me. I don't take kindly to that. <laughs> How did you hear? I was in the corner with the audience. I happened upon you guys whispering. I don't appreciate whispers. I don't like secrets. Okay, the song's over. Okay. No, I did really. Really dig that. I think this last song, though, really goes out. Well, this last song, we'll go ahead and hit play because we're gonna get through this shit. Um, uh, Lucille. You do? Huh? That's great, right? Listen to that piano. Me a job. And I'm guitar. Piano and guitar in one song. She's got a great voice. She's got a fucking great voice. So I've played her on the on the show before. Um, maybe most famous for her song called Shave Em Dry, which was the nastiest song I you will ever hear. I mean, little Kim likes to think that she invented like talking about her tits and her cooch and shit like that. But Lucille Bogan really in the 30s was talking about I got nipples on my titties, just you know, just just raunchy, raunchy shit. But this song is just about smoking weed. <laughs> but the, you know, this last one, I like the bookend this one. This one is sort of like, oh, you're, you're just like a piece of shit pothead. <laughs> like, I thought we had something going on, but turns out you're just a dirty pothound in your face now. Fucking get out of my bed. I mean, I think we've all been there, right, ladies? Like, you, you meet a guy and things are going good, and then you find out, like, ugh, he's, he's a pothead, or ugh, he's an alcoholic, or he's Bed, so. what, what? Oh, you've never dated an alcoholic who peed the bed? I'll tell you what, uh, in Fort Knox, I'm sorry, this is in Georgia, Augusta, Georgia. I was so drunk once that I peed on my boots. Oh, okay, that's different. Like I woke up out of bed, wandered to the closet, looked down oh. at my shine, freshly shined boots, <laughs> Yeah, We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I dated a guy who was an alcoholic who was a pee in the bed. He was really, really drunk all the time. He was just yeah. We didn't, I mean, we didn't date for very long. And you I'm starting to see a pattern. What? That is so not true. Is it? I date men that you don't want. I just got done telling you my dad is an was an alcoholic. It doesn't take a fucking Freud to figure out. Yeah, I equate alcoholism with love. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. You guys know what? She's not kidding. Well, in my twenties, that was very true, but I figured it out. Got over it. But that was very. Instead of being a slave to it, you own it. That shit. Monday until late Saturday night, and you're a dirty mistreater. She's got such a great voice, and I'm through. What the hell? It just stopped. Your shit is happening. It's broken. Yeah, well, it's almost over now, but yeah, it's over. We survived. A great show. Uh, I. I, I may not be re releasing this episode. <laughs> what? You have to. Oh my gosh. You not do that. It's crazy hostile. That's why I wouldn't do Are it. you serious? Am I really that bad? Oh my I'm gosh. I'm only kidding. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Alright, well, everyone, you can reach uh, Aaron at Down to the Crossroads on Facebook. And where on Twitter? Chelsea Roll 19. Woohoo! 
And she has a Tumblr page, and she has a very vibrant community on Down at the Crossroads. So definitely, if you enjoy this music, and I know a lot of you do, uh, go check it out. Listen to the songs that she posts that don't make it on the cut for the shows, and enjoy all that she posts. Uh, there's some really wonderful articles and music. And that is going to do it for another show. Another version of this exact same show. It was so, pretty good. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear from you, especially if you didn't. Uh, visit the website 9centspodcast.com and send your correspondence to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let me know if any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. You can visit the Satan Net, Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, or MySpace page for 9 cents and get updated on weekly topics. Download the show Monday nights via my RSS feed found at 9centspodcast.com. We're also on Last.fm, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube, so look for us there. You can subscribe to 9 cents via iTunes by searching 9 cents, and don't forget to leave a rating and a comment. If you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, visit churchofsatan.com. And listen, the only way this podcast is going to continue is if you tell a friend. I appreciate that you have already because I'm continually getting inundated with new emails from people saying that they just stumbled across the show. So thank you very much for that. Let's continue and pick up the pace. Share 9 cents with your friends, your enemies, everyone you know. And let's build this podcast together. Help spread the word. Once again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, being joined by... Aaron, are you mad at me? (laughs) Aaron, are you mad at me? And until next week, hail Satan. Hail Satan.